It's the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Sean Del Grand. And we've got over 800 brand new Mazdas with outstanding incentives, like low monthly lease payments and low APR financing. Yep, it's just a great time to buy. So don't miss the Memorial Day sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Financing on approval of credit. You're listening to the Sharks Audio Network. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. At the conclusion of the 2022 draft, Sharks General Manager Mike Greer, Assistant General Manager Tim Burke, and Director of Amateur Scouting Doug Wilson Jr. sat down with the media to discuss the Sharks 2022 draft and upcoming development camp. First, Greer spoke with the media. Hey Mike, uh, just give us your thoughts on the day. You know, first of all, you guys had the trade and then obviously the eight pitches. What are your thoughts overall about the day for the Sharks? Oh, we feel real good about it. Um, Scouts did a good job identifying the players and you know, I think the board board fell to us uh, the way we had hoped, and um, we were able to add some size, some speed, some skill, um, some hardness, things that we were looking for. So I think we got a good mix of um, players, and and we're really happy about it. What do you, what do you like about Kunin? Uh, high character kid, uh, plays the game hard, competes hard, uh, got some really good leadership qualities. So he's got a lot of the, the things that we that we'd like to bring into the team and the organization. And, you know, I think he fits in nicely with uh, some of the core values that I have and, and and we have as an organization. Is, uh, you know, is it important for you guys to continue to add depth or how do you look at your forward group right now for, for next season? Would you like to add a little bit more? I mean, I think everyone wants to add a little bit more, but we'll, we'll see. I think it's gotta be the right player, um, the right age. And even, uh, you know, with the cap and everything, it's gotta be the right, you know, makes sense for us financially as well. So we'll keep looking at all the options out there and try and make a, keep trying to make our team better. Go ahead, Shang. Hey, Mike. Um, wanted to ask you also about uh, Luke. Uh, was also his age uh, something that was attractive to you guys? You, know, you could see a little more upside with him and he could grow with you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, his age, his character, um, and everything. We think there's some upside, like you said, to, you know, score a little bit more and be a little bit more offensive. And um, and we know he'll show up and play for us every night. So we're really happy with it. But, yes, the age is, age is definitely a factor. And uh, when we spoke with you, uh, when you, you uh, were introduced, you talked about the identity that you wanted uh, from this team. Um, you talked about, you know, tenacity, uh, competitiveness, uh, hard to play against. And that sounds like uh, like Luke to a, to a T. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. You nailed it. He's... He's got a lot of the things that we want and uh, that we want to continue to try and bring into the organization. And you talk about uh, just the draft itself in terms of, um, you know, you have a lot of conversations with, with GMs about uh, potential trades, you know, I don't know, anything close that didn't work out. I mean, what can you say about that? No, I think we've, you know, throughout both days, we try to explore every avenue to uh, see if something fit to make us better. Um, so, we, you know, we made a few moves, but, you know, the scouts obviously did did all their homework and did their work. So, you know, when we were able to pick, you know, they were ready and guys fell to us and we were ha- really happy with the guys that we did get. You know, there's a lot of talk about the Sharks uh, goaltending situation. We have three starting caliber goalies. Um, you know, what's your uh, view on that uh, going into next season? You know, do you believe that you'll probably uh, deal one of those goalies uh, before the beginning of training camp? 
Um, everything's on the table uh, with regards to that. But, you know, I, I, if you looked around the league in the playoffs and regular season, you, you need goaltending. So, you know, having three is not the, it's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, if something comes up where we, we can use it to make ourselves better, we will, but, um, you know, we'll just see, we'll just see how it goes, but we got, we got three really good goaltenders that, that we like. And, uh, I think that's a good thing. And uh, there was a report today from actually uh, Corey at, at the Athletic that uh, Mark Edward Vlasic uh, doesn't think that he will be bought out. Uh, do you have any comment on that? You know, about period obviously ending in a few days here. Um, well, I'm not going to really comment on guys' contract stuff, but we, you know, he came to the draft, and um, you know, he's focused and excited for the season and ready to get to work. And um, I think he really enjoyed being at the draft and kind of seeing the process for it. And I, I think it. Um, kind of got the juices flowing in him and he's, he's ready to go. So um, as far as that goes, he's, he's a shark and, and we're happy. Thank you, Mike. Okay. Marco. Good afternoon, Mike. Marco, you call out your Bay Area Sports Rep. Now that you've had your first draft under your belt now, uh, are you able to take uh, a big deep breath, a sigh of relief? And, and is, is day two more frantic than day one just because there's more picks more ability to trade than there is on day one when you only will have to worry about one pick? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the picks were going fast. I think Doug was saying how fast that, you know, the second and third round was going through. So you got to kind of be on your toes and be ready. If you want to do something, you got to be ready to act pretty quickly. So it's a little bit more frantic for sure, but it, it also keeps you kind of involved and, and into it all. Excuse and, me. So it was good. And so did, did this, map out the way you thought this draft was going to work out for you in your first time doing this? Um, to be honest, I don't, I didn't know how it was going to go, but we were happy once, once we were able to um, move out of 11, you know, we got, we got a guy we wanted at 27 and then we got, we feel we got two really good players at the top of the second round. So we're happy with the way it played out. And, you know, throughout the rest of the draft, we got the guys, the board fell to us, um, you know, the way we hoped and the scouts really liked the players we got. So, so I'm excited. Thanks Mike. Mike, I know that, like, I would say in general, the GM doesn't have a the GM doesn't have a lot to do with some of the later round picks. But one of the guys did mention that he was skating with you like a few days ago. How, how much did you know about him? You know, going into this process. Yeah, Fish, I've known him for a while. You know, he's played. I've watched him play for quite a few years, and yeah, I've been on the ice with him over the last few summers um, from time to time. So you know, that's definitely helped me get to know him, and he's got. He's got a lot of upside and potential in him, and he's a hard worker. So yeah, I had a little, a little back uh, background insight in, into the kid as a as a person and player. And, uh, and his future Northeastern teammate also said that you know that he knows Jaden that they've played against each other. Just when it, I mean, I know you, I'm sure it, whenever you're at Jaden's games, you're like they're watching him. But are, are you noticing? Were you noticing some of these other guys that he's been playing against? Yeah, I mean, when you're growing up watching these kids, the kids that. They're really good players. They stand out, they make plays, and they catch your eye. So, um, yeah, it's you're not out there actively scouting, but, you know, the, the good players tend to stand out. I had a question about development camp next week. Um, I guess just, like, without having a coaching staff, what, what is that sort of going to look like? Have you figured out, like, who's going to be on the ice and who's going to be running the camp? Yeah, we got a, we got a plan in, in place. Um, Johnny McCarthy will lead, lead the group, and um, – I think he'll do a good job. He's been, he ran it last year as well. So 
uh, he's got his plan intact. He's put a lot of time and effort into it. So um, we're pretty, pretty excited about it. And we're excited to get the group together and, and start getting into work. Thank you. Okay. Thanks guys. Then assistant general manager, Tim Burke and director of amateur scouting, Doug Wilson, Jr. Took their turn. Hey, a question uh, for uh, both of you. Um, Mike said that uh, the draft work kind of fell the way you guys uh, wanted. Um, so yeah, did you guys see it that way? You know, were you pleased with how things broke in this draft for you guys? Yeah, I think the uh, <clears throat> the move down from 11, uh, it really takes into consideration all three of the players we took at 27, 34, and 45. So that's kind of how we see the value that we got with the 11th pick overall, and we're really happy with those three guys. So um, that was the most important part of sorting out how the draft board fell. And then uh, the rest of the guys, you know, all had really good support from the local areas, and it, it worked out pretty good. But, you know, most importantly, I would say, the move down from 11, uh, you know, Philip, Cam, and Matias were all very high-end players for us. And uh, Doug, uh, you had mentioned that before that uh, you liked uh, the pockets of depth in this draft. Do you think that you, you know, hit those pockets of depth with the guys you picked? Yeah, I, I think, you know, Mike and Berkey did a great job, and Joe Joe runs our, our draft value charts. And, uh, you know, the scouts identified areas in the draft where there was some strength, and uh, they did a good job of getting us into those areas. So, um, you know, we left today with five players pretty much in the top 100. I think uh, Bopit was just outside of that. But uh, we got into the areas that the scouts had identified players, and that's all you can ask for. And, uh, Tim, a uh, question uh, for you. A couple kids uh, from uh, uh, Boston High or uh, New England High Schools, uh, just uh, how much did you see them? Uh, you know, what are you, what's your thoughts about uh, those guys? Yeah, well, one guy played in Green Bay, and you know he, he is from my area. But our guys really identified him out there more in Green Bay than I did in Boston. So they they were really high on this guy. And Fisher, I saw he's a, he was a local kid too. But uh, we had other guys in there seeing him too. So we had a, we had a good degree of support on both of them. And a question for uh, both you guys here. Uh, you know, a particular emphasis uh, on uh, high school guys uh, at this year. I don't know if that just was maybe just an area that maybe you guys were looking at a little harder than other teams. Um, you know, you guys seem to have drafted a lot of kids out of high school uh, or other, you know, maybe considered lower levels uh, over the years. So um, is that something that you guys were maybe looking to exploit? I think those players, I mean, those players all had success at their levels. So, you know, we've got a pretty big crop of rookies coming in this year uh, to the Barracuda. And, you know, they'll be on contracts for quite some time. So to fill in the reserve list underneath, um, you know, we've talked about as a staff of, uh, you know, really having a good player development uh, group going forward. And I, I think now we have, you know, six or seven players that, uh, that a development staff can work with, you know, consistently over the next few years. So I think that was a big piece of it. Uh, but also these players were, you know, successful. Like Joey Muldowney was one of the top scorers in the nation. Reese Laubach was one of the top scorers in the nation. Um, you know, these guys have sh had some success at their levels. So that was pretty important. Marco? Hey, Doug, uh, I want to touch on, you know, you guys took two players from the Linköping team in Sweden. Um, what stood out about that team and, and their talent that made you guys want to take two of their uh, players and, and, third or second, should I say, uh, you guys considered uh, drafting Matias's uh, twin brother, Hugo, at, at the goalie position? Well, Philip and Matias had really good seasons this year. They uh, they won the championship at the J20. 
they both played SHL games as young players, um, which historically is a very good sign. And they both were important parts of the uh, Swedish gold medal team. So I think they individually deserve to be drafted where they were. Uh, and they both have really high end upside. So really happy with that. Uh, Matias's brother, Hugo is a good goalie and uh, you know, he'll be the starter for Sweden going forward. But I think Matias for us was, uh, was really just, you know, a high end skill defenseman that we're really excited about. And uh, you know, he was born in California as well. Um, which was a nice touch, but uh, they're both really good players in that Linchopin team. Uh, you know, they beat your garden in the finals and we got to see both of them a lot. So it's always nice to get guys from winning cultures. Curtis. Uh, you mentioned Reese, uh, you know, it's kind of a historic pick, right? Junior shark, former junior shark coming into the sharks organization. What did, what did you, what did you like about him? Yeah. Pat Funk saw Reese quite a bit cause he was, uh, he scored 51 goals for North star uh, Christian Academy. And then, uh, John Hall and uh, Robbie Grillo and Neil McKinney all saw him in uh, a couple of games in the USHL. The, the great thing about Reese is that Reese was, you know, he was ranked uh, by Central. He was ranked around. He's got a scholarship to Mankato, uh, one of the top, you know, producing N NHL uh, college teams right now for NHL players. So Reese has earned a lot of this. And uh, it's awesome that he's a junior shark and he's from San Jose. But uh, most importantly, he had a great season and uh, he deserved to be drafted. And uh, we're excited about him. He's extremely fast, and uh, he's a good goal scorer. What's what's been your evaluation of the of local hockey players in the Bay Area? Is it do you do you sense that it's getting better over time? And and can you see something like this happening? You know, again in the future. Well, it's nice to draft a guy like uh, like Reese coming out of the San Jose program. Um, you guys will probably be hearing about someone in the next two years who played in the San Jose program, uh, Macklin and Aiden Celebrini. Um, so there's a lot of really good, uh, you know, coming up in a few years. So there's some really good hockey. And uh, with the expansion of uh, Sharks Ice uh, to six rinks, I mean, we're trying to and then uh, I believe Gilroy as well. So we're trying to grow the game as much as possible. And uh, we have a lot of support to do it from the Sharks organization. So exciting day for us. To hear interviews with many of the Sharks' top draft picks in the 2022 draft, stay tuned to the Sharks Hockey Digest podcast and the Sharks Audio Network. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. This podcast can be found for download under Sharks Hockey Digest on iTunes, Google, and Spotify. And on demand anytime on the Sharks Plus SAP Center app presented by Western Digital. All music by Yogi Yen.